Everyone, welcome to the show. I have a very special guest today. You guys are definitely going to be excited to hear from him. This is David Wheeler. He is the founder of a make founder of I can speak today. <laughs> founder of American Muckrakers. Uh, it's a political action committee, and you guys know I covered just recently. He is suing Lauren Bobert. He is trying to take her down. Uh, actually to just get her to admit that she has lied about him. He is also credited with making Madison Cawthorn a one-term Republican congressman. So uh, as I said, he's now on to Lauren Boebert. He released some information about her. She claims that it's false. He claims that it's true. So um, welcome, David. Glad to be here. Hey, thanks for having me. It's exciting to actually get to talk about this. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to to talk with you about it. Um, so I'm sure the first question that comes to everyone's mind is, how did you hear, how did you come to hear about these allegations against Lauren Boebert? Um, did you seek them out? Did people come to you? Uh, people came to us. I mean, the original, uh, uh, the original, tip about her abortions came through uh, somebody that I'd met uh, through Twitter and we had long phone discussions and then she introduced me to, to her source and and then I went out to Colorado and met with that source uh, multiple days mm. to get my arms around the story and, and assess her credibility and uh, made the determination that what she was talking about and, and what she was proclaiming was true. Okay. And have have any of these witnesses that you've spoken with signed any sworn statements? Have they provided you any documentation or? Well, yeah, actually a lot of them have <clears throat> provided documentation and um, anybody could see those documents um, at Wheeler and I'm sorry, at American Muckrakers dot com slash defamation okay and we've we uh posted not only the complaint that we filed in federal court in denver but we posted all of the uh, exhibits so there's almost a hundred exhibits there that you can poke through and you can see exactly what we were given okay. you can listen to the phone calls uh where former friends of the Bobert family talk about meth use. I mean, this is where, this is the, the uh, crux of this case is the information we received is from credible individuals. And most of it was recorded phone calls and uh, you listen to it yourself. Okay. Lordy, there's tapes. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of tapes going around lately. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, Cool. Okay. So everybody can go there, as he said, uh, AmericanMuckrakers.com, is it, or .org? Uh, .com. Okay. Okay. And you mentioned in the lawsuit <clears throat> that you are leaving open the option to, or possibility to maybe sue Fox or Sean Hannity, both, many other people. Is that still an option? That is still an option. We, uh, my attorney, uh, Dan Ernst in, in Denver, who is also a First Amendment constitutional officer um, and teaches it to lawyers. 
though he is clearly an expert on First Amendment law, mm -hmm. um, he inserted into the case uh, John Doe's one through 20. And that was because we were up a, up against a uh, statute of limitations guide uh, or deadline, and we didn't mm -hmm. have the information we needed to confirm those additional defendants. Oh, okay. But I can announce uh, to you, this will be news on your show, that we are indeed are asking Fox News uh, to do a search of their email system with a very simple keyword, David Wheeler. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're asking them to return that. And if if they if their attorney, uh, a guy named Steve Mandel, won't uh, comply voluntarily, then we're going to have to subpoena, and there'll probably be a big fight over. Okay. Uh, uh, big fight over that in, in uh, federal court. And how long do they have to comply with that before you take further action? Well, I, you know, there's a process of, uh, you know, the lawyers tend to have. Uh, pretty good relationships at the start of these and they want to create some goodwill. So they'll, they'll probably be, you know, we'll set a deadline of maybe 10 days or 12, uh, 10 or 12 days where we'd like a response from them. And mm -hmm. if they're going to uh, deny our request voluntarily, then the uh, subpoena would be issued and we'd probably have to go to a court, go to court, to get that enforced. Okay. And you said you've already made that request or you're about to? Well, uh, Dan, uh, Ernst, again, the attorney is actually sending that letter today. It, oh, okay. If it hasn't been sent um, already, it's being sent just today. So, oh, wow. Okay. So that's news here on your show. And, yeah. and I think it's, it'll be interesting to see how they respond because uh, up to this point, they've essentially said, you know, your fly shit, get out of our space, uh, get out of our face. Mm -hmm. But, you know, based upon the Dominion lawsuit uh, and the precedent that has been in a set, well, not legal precedent, but yeah, uh, procedural behavioral. precedent that's been set, <laughs> uh, behavioral, um, yeah. you know, they essentially did the same thing with Lauren Boebert. I mean, they gave her the platform to defame me, mm -hmm. discredit me and hurt my living, you know, yeah. my ability to make a living. Yeah, I, I did hear recently, too, they're uh, in talks with Abby, I think it's Goldberg, who mm -hmm. was the employee for Tucker Carlson, who mm -hmm. claims that they, you know, mistreated her and sexual harassment and things like that. So I heard that they're and, negotiating and a her. settlement with her right now. Well, and we have named her as one of the people we'd like to see the email because mm. uh, we in this letter that's going out. And, and eventually it'll be a subpoena because they're not going to apply voluntarily. Mm -hmm. You know, we're asking for Lachlan uh, Murdoch's uh, email, emails to him, uh, Suzanne Scott, mm -hmm. John Hannity, the whole kit and caboodle there because we believe it. I believe, you know, we still have to look at the information they provide. But if you think about this, I mean, it was a, it was a conspiracy because they worked behind the scenes uh, in pretty quick fashion with Bobert and her staff to create this platform for her to essentially defend allegations um, and then attack me. And, you know, that doesn't happen as quickly as it did in this situation. Remember, it was a mm -hmm. fury and a flurry. And it doesn't happen in a situation like this unless it's a conspiracy because, 
you know, a lot of things have to fall into place very quickly. Um, mm -hmm. And the fact that the other side of that story is, and I, you know, I try to be fair-minded about this thing. And had she just said it, you know, once or twice, I probably could have handled that. You know, it's politics. But she just went over and over on multiple shows mm -hmm. with audiences of millions. Um, mm -hmm. Not only Hannity, but uh, Tommy Loren and, and some of these other knuckleheads. And she just went on and on and on. And I think the, the mistake these folks made was, number one, they didn't necessarily analyze or vet what she was saying. And then secondly, I re asked repeatedly all of these other individuals to please uh, give me an opportunity to appear on the show and, and defend myself or have a debate with her. I mean, can you imagine the ratings of somebody? Yeah. Sean Hannity had myself and, and Lauren Boebert on a show to debate mm -hmm. her past. Um, and th they refused at every turn. Wow. Well, you know, the, the uh, platform, I'm, I'm opening up my show to her. If she'd like to come on here <laughs> and discuss it. Well, you know, who knows? And, she may. She's going to, you know. And she, debate with you. Yeah. Well, I'd love to debate. I don't think she'll ever debate with me. But <laughs> um, I, who knows? You should you actually you ought to issue the, the uh, invitation because she's in a tough fight. And yeah. I think she knows, she knows it. She didn't take us very seriously. Uh, the American Microbreakers yeah. group very seriously in the first election. And I think she's taken us a lot more. Yeah, hopefully. Um, mm -hmm. Or maybe not. Maybe, maybe we hope that she doesn't take it seriously. Well, yeah. <laughs> who knows? Uh, uh, who knows? Now, you did something interesting. You, you sent me something mm -hmm. last night I wanted to share with our audience and I'll I will uh, <laughs> edit it in so they can see it for themselves. But you've reached out to the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> can yeah, you tell, again. tell my audience yeah. what, what you've asked them to include now? <laughs> well, it was actually a, a uh, an idea that came across through another of uh, one of our supporters. And uh, so we there is a process where you go to, you know, uh, Guinness World Records website. Mm -hmm. to apply for a um, a new world record. And we'd like to create a category, world's dumbest politician, <laughs> uh, based upon IQ and some other factors. And it's so we made a formal... But there will be a huge competition. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, we made an official uh, application, paid the fee. And so we're waiting to hear back from them. And... Uh, we'll make some more news. You know, this will be uh, on CNN soon, I'm sure. But we're going to have a, we're going to actually have a, uh, um, a ceremony and present her with an award uh, in Colorado. Uh, we assume she's not going to show up. So we have an impersonator that's going to come and, and play her. And uh, we're going to present her with the, with the uh, award and then have some fun around. Oh, how fun. And when will that be? I, I think probably late summer, early fall. Okay. Uh, it's kind of early. It's, you know, it's a tough time of the year to get people get much attention and we want to mm -hmm. kind of build up to it then. So, but uh, I think we're going to have it in Pueblo. That's where our impersonator lives. Very good. Okay. And we've worked 
Okay. We thought about having a drag queen come accept it on her behalf. That, now that then, would be uh, fun. <laughs> uh, or, you know, maybe we'll have a drag queen contest on dress up like Lauren over <laughs> in addition to our uh, dumbest politician in the world award. Oh, that's that's pretty good. That is funny. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have fun with it. <laughs> you know, in, in, in politics, needs some levity once in a while. And that's we yeah. had a team call yesterday. And that was part of what motivating us to do this is, you know, we're obviously tough politically and maybe we get a little too serious or too uh, too serious about ourselves sometimes. So it's, right. you know, the idea of, of providing some levity and campaign season that's going to be nasty is part of our motivation. Oh, yeah. You, you got to gotta keep laughing if you can. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I try to try to put a little bit of levity into all of my shows so that people don't get too yeah. depressed. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can imagine what this is going to look like. I mean, I've, I'm an event person, so I can, I can visualize the stage and presenting the award and what the mm -hmm. visuals are going to be in the, hopefully in newspapers and we'll, we'll uh, stream it live and, and have some fun with it. So. Oh, cool. Cool. Well, it's, it sounds like fun. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, well, maybe we'll invite our ex-husband to come and present <laughs> and help present the award. Uh, yeah, I see, can't wait till those two start going at it in court. That's going to be. And I think it's going to happen. I've actually, yeah, I've had some text messages back and forth with her husband. Oh, We're really? Certainly not. Certainly not friends, but um, it's been cordial, uh, and I think he's hurting right now. So I don't want to. Uh, you know, deride his emotional mm -hmm. roller coaster right now, but I think uh, uh, he's having a tough time. Oh yeah, yeah. Divorce is is tough. Yeah. Um, has he shared anything with you that you can share with my audience? Or well, nothing other than you know we had a rumor that uh, unconfirmed that she had dumped her fifteen year old son in the adjacent town she lives in silt and for some reason i think he'd had an argument with his father or with somebody and she was tired of it and she dumped him in a town and there were multiple people telling us this and so i just i just texted jason just to say was this is there any truth to this he didn't really want to talk about that but then he texted mm -hmm. later on that night uh, uh, talking about the divorce, and I don't know if you know, thought it was somebody else or what, but uh, you know, it kind of opened up to uh, you know, the divorce. I was hurting, mm. yeah. I, I mean, I do feel bad for the kids, you know, I mean, they are a, a creation of their environment, um, they right. seem to have issues, and I don't blame them for it, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, and we we try and stay away from kiddish. This one was one that it was more a reflection of Lauren Bobert and her uh, attitude towards everybody. It just seems like she's in a fight with everybody all the time. I mean, yeah. it's just very awkward. You know, she fights people. You know, she's fighting MTG last week on the floor. You know, mm -hmm. and then she comes home and has arguments with her kids, and then. She's got a big argument coming with her husband and she's got an argument with us. And, you know, yeah. it, 
to me, it's a weird way to run your life. And, and, yeah. and politically, it's an awkward way to present yourself when, you know, talk about this quite a bit. Politics is about addition. It's not about subtraction. Right. And um, she doesn't seem to understand that all of her actions will have an effect upon yeah. uh, how voters perceive her. Well, I, th I think the old saying is true that hurt people hurt people. And I think we've got, we have too many people in government right now, especially in the Republican Party, who are have clearly uh, been through some things in their lives mm -hmm. and haven't dealt with that trauma. And unfortunately, they're taking it out on the rest of the world. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. And then there are other examples of folks that have been through things that I think a very positive impact. I, uh, one of my mm -hmm. mentors and uh, good friends is Tom Vilsack, and he grew up as a uh, as an uh, uh, in a household with with alcohol, and then was adopted at one point. Um, and he's turned all that angst and that negativity into a positive, and you'll find mm -hmm. a more positive yeah. person with a positive outlook to Tom Vilsack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I grew up in a in a very volatile <laughs> situation, mm. uh, to say the least. And I so I I know of what I speak when I say that you know hurt people hurt people because I was very much like Lauren Boebert, mm. you mm. know, looking for a fight everywhere, my fists mm -hmm. up, ready to protect myself and from some imaginary threat, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but you you eventually hopefully grow up, <laughs> right? You know, as right. they say, rise above your raisin, figure shit out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, yeah, and uh, she doesn't seem to have that capacity. Yeah, I mean, I, I listen. I I don't wish any ill will upon her family um, or her husband. Um, but it seems like you know she's not a child. She's not mm -hmm. twenty. It's, isn't it time for her to grow up and kind of face the reality of the world? And you know what? Maybe take responsibility for something you do. Want. Yeah. And apologize. You know, what's wrong with, hey, uh, you know, district, uh, I haven't been doing as good a job as I could, but right. I'm going to do better. Yeah. You know, but she, I don't think she has the mental fortitude to do that. Yeah. No, it, it, it takes a very strong person and secure person to admit right. that, yeah, I, I've screwed up. I made mistakes. Yeah, exactly. I haven't yeah. been my best self and I want to be better. Right. She clearly and doesn't. Set an example for her kids, for God's sake. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's still time. Let's hope, you know, <laughs> she somehow grows up and, and comes to that realization, but. Yeah, I'm yeah, not going to hold, I mean, hold my breath. Yeah, I would, yeah, I hear you loud and clear. But I think that's the worst part of it is there are people in uh, Colorado that need help. I mean, there are individuals in our district that aren't getting any support. Uh, yeah. The district, there was an article out, I think, by one of the Colorado publications yesterday that the average... Um, Congressional outlay was about three, no, four point three billion. Her district only got three billion, and oh, it's because wow. she's such an asshole and she treats people with such disdain 
she goes that she hasn't been able to get the funding that and and, and her district is two thirds of the landmass of Colorado. Wow. So uh, she's clearly doing something wrong for the people, and that's why I don't fish. Kick her ass yeah. open. Yeah. Well, she, uh, she's we not won't... in. She's never in there for the right reasons. No, you know. No. And she doesn't spend much time there either. She's all in Washington, or she's gallivanting off. You know, she spent. Here's a weird thing. I don't. We posted about it. Didn't get much traction, but you know, two weeks before the election in uh, October of 2022, mm-hmm. um, she spent like three days in Knoxville, Tennessee, at some. A musician's home. She had a fundraiser, two fundraisers. She spent three days there, and that so that was a day of travel on each end, mm-hmm. um, out of district before uh, an election. So, is this the uh, guy I've seen the pictures of with the long hair? No, nah, it's a different guy. I, this oh, is John okay. Rich. I think it's this guy's name, okay. and he's another one of those nut jobs, um, <laughs> like the other guy with the curly hair. Uh, Everybody calls him Pastor Fuck, Pastor Fuke, <laughs> something like that. Anyway, I've tried to reach out to him too because he's quite a character. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has amassed wealth around being an insurrectionist pastor. It's unbelievable. Um, wow. And there are lots of rumors, two of them, but I don't. Yeah. We don't. I don't have anything firm on that. Okay. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you about is part of your lawsuit mentioned you're trying to alter the law in Colorado uh, under what is the the SLAP laws? Yeah, anti SLAP Act, which I think originated in California, mm-hmm. and the idea there was let's stop uh, kind of non meritorious lawsuits against politicians against office holders, against right. newspapers, journalists. Um, but what we're doing is we're saying the same applies to people whose First Amendment rights have been violated. And we believe First Amendment rights are being tramp- trampled all over by this person in power. So mm-hmm. instead of the politician having a little protection, it should be the it should also flow to the a uh, person who uh, believes that minimum rights are being trampled. So, right. um, again, my lawyer, Dan, it's a very unique case. Uh, if we were to be successful, it would be a precedent, uh, as far as we know, hasn't been set in this country. But it's clear if you read the language of the Colorado anti-slap law, that was their intention. It's actually different mm-hmm. than Colorado's because it goes a little bit further about the intentionality okay. legislators had when they passed the law. So Dan is trying to maneuver us to help make law at the same time uh, protect individuals' uh, First Amendment. No, oh, that's cool. Well, yeah. I, I, yeah, it's very I unique. Successful, yeah. So any any other politicians you're working on right now? You got stuff cooking or taking well, in? Tips? Yeah, we uh, we put out a, a poll yesterday in, a, in an email to folks um, seeking their input. I think uh, one of our, you know, everybody wants us to go after M- MTG and 
and Mad Cats. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, those districts, it's just not, they're impenetrable at this point. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of my, you know, I love Marcus Flowers. I think he's a great guy. I think he's working hard, but that race was not worth $16 million mm-hmm. um, when he ran against MTG. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm not uh, ripping him on this. Um, I do think I have a problem with media consultant spent all that money. Mm-hmm. Um, imagine what, you know, we essentially spent 250 in all of 2020, $250,000. Yeah, we got rid of Cawthorn. Right. We were part of a coalition that got rid of Cawthorn. We don't take solar. And then we went after Bobert and we came within, or Adam Frisch came within 546 votes of getting rid of her. And that's right. a coalition. We don't take more responsibility than is owed to us. But imagine if we would have had another million dollars to go after, uh, or even, you know, quarter of a million dollars to go after Bobert. Because mm-hmm. we weren't just doing uh, following up on tips. We were, we did rate, we did some radio, we did some billboards, we do lots of other communication mm-hmm. behind the scenes that reinforces our, the things that we do uncover. For example, we had a, right. a, a radio ad, uh, around the dogs that died, um, mm-hmm. that, you know, wedding dog owners, and it was very targeted to dog owners um, mm-hmm. that make sure they knew that, Lauren Bobert had two dogs killed on her property and didn't. Wow. So imagine what we could do with a little more money. Yeah. Uh, And, and that's why I have a problem with what happened in Georgia and MTG. That's a colossal one. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be smart with the funds you have. Or spread it around. I mean, they they could have easily taken 5 million of that and, and given a million to Tim Ryan. You know, Tim Ryan mm-hmm. could have used that in Ohio, Ohio and he might yeah. have had a might have been able to close the gap. Yeah. So. Yeah. He did seem I'm not a huge Tim Ryan fan, but he did seem right. like a good fit for that district. Yeah. And he was he worked his rear off. I mean, he yeah. worked as hard as any candidate I've seen in my life. And, and, and he would have been such a great member of the Senate versus. Uh, yeah. Or state. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Vance, yeah. I mean, such a yeah. better person. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, Vance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a joke. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he quit before his term was up. He just, he just seems so bored. He's not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's one of those faux populists. Didn't really know what he was getting himself in. Yeah, he'd be, be much like Trump in that way. I think that they want the notoriety, but not necessarily to have to do the work. <laughs> right, that's right. Yeah, and I, you know, I was an intern with Senator Tom Harkin, and, and you know, he certainly wasn't perfect, but man, he worked hard. Yeah, he understood where his bread was buttered, and I just these guys that get into this stuff for, you know, why is JD Vance in the United States? I mean, what does he intend to accomplish? Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna represent authors. Uh, he's gonna represent <laughs> turncoats. I don't know. You know what? What is he doing there? What yeah. is he doing for the people of Ohio? More important, nada. Yeah, nothing. 
I think it's so often more what they're going to get when they get out of office, you know, the jobs that they get mm -hmm. lined up and. I guess, I guess, you know, I, I actually met Sherrod Brown when I was in high school. He came over to Iowa. Mm -hmm. He came and spoke to a conference that the uh, secretary of state who I was time and man, you know, what a sharp contract. Sherrod Brown versus J.D. Vance. Yeah. And, you know, Sherrod Brown is the kind of politics I grew up with. And I, I sure hope we can get back to that. And I do think Adam is in the same vein as Sherrod Brown and uh, some of the uh, Tom Harkin and some of the other great understands they're going to Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, unless we get money out of politics, I don't think that <laughs> they're going to be few and far between, um, you know, until we, we stop them from trading stock and, yeah. you know, stop all this dark money flowing in and yeah. And then the revolving doors with, with all of the industries and, yeah, there, there's just too it, yeah, much it's it's true. I mean, I'm I'm running for the state senate as well, or the state uh, commissioner of insurance here. I ran for the state senate in eighteen, and um, I was talking to a CEO, a former CEO, both of them, and she said, "Isn't it pathetic that I have to call and ask and essentially just turn them over to more rich guys that own TV stations?" Yeah, I mean, it's really a stupid process I, mean, I just wish you know here in north carolina we had a public financing mechanism that uh they got rid of i think about 10 or 15 years ago mm. it just seems to me that you're right how we come up with a better way to fund campaigns or manage or regulate campaigns it's it's just a good free for all yeah and we're getting what we deserve a bunch yeah. of rich yeah. people's candidates yeah, the system just attracts the wrong type of people. I mean, if you're a public servant, that it should be you are a public servant, that you exactly. only get money from the public, only small dollar donations. Um, yeah, it's it's a sick system. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree. Couldn't agree more about until money gets out of it. It's a joke. I mean, but, you know, we can't I can't you know, unilaterally disarm either. I mean, I've got to, I've got to do, I've got to raise that money. Otherwise I don't have a chance in the back. You know, that's why we're always banging people for money. Yeah. Is, uh, you know, that's how we get things done. And look what we've done with, I think we raised 50 this year. So we're up 300 in, uh, uh, years. We started, you know, that is a, that's a pittance, or, yeah. uh, pittance compared to what some of these other packs raise. And yeah. I think the only ones that are really good at it are, you know, Lincoln Project, maybe a couple others. But most of the others, I mean, what impact are they really having? Yeah. yeah. Raise it to me. Yep, it's true. It's yeah. true. Uh, well, I really appreciate you taking out time and Sure. talking with me about all of this and giving me some exclusive news, mm -hmm. <laughs> exciting stuff that you got yeah. going on here. Um, but yeah, so do is there anybody that you think that you might be working on next? Um, 
Well, we're, we're looking at Montana. We're looking at this okay. knucklehead, uh, uh, that's running against our, you know, our incumbent Democrat there. Um, uh, so we're looking at that race. We've got a governor's candidate here in North Carolina, who's a complete, uh, nut job. Mm. Uh, he is, uh, said once he's governor, he's going to push a total abortion ban here. And, uh, you know, I don't think, I don't think North Carolina is even uh, as red as it can be in some parts. You know, I think North Carolina is similar to Georgia, where we're kind of moving out of the old red uh, mentality and Mm -hmm. the demographics are changing. And I'll tell you what, I think losing our Supreme Court here in North Carolina, uh, we lost all the races in 22. Uh, we used to have a majority, and I think we're down to two oh, uh, out of the nine. And uh, that was a big wake-up call to a lot of people in this state, and I think that's going to have repercussions mm-hmm. in 20. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I, I've, I talk to people who are, you know, are on the right, and I have a lot of family members who even voted for Trump. And they are not on board with all of this abortion craziness and the extremism. Mm. They they just don't agree with it, you know. Yeah. So this guy Mark Robinson uh, is on the Republican side, and uh, I think we're going to probably him on, and we're going to. It's me right now, but uh, Republican running in the United States Senate. Okay. Hmm. Very Should interesting. Very cool. And we're looking at a couple other races. I think we'll look maybe to a, a couple more congressionals, but you know, there's only so much we can do effectively. We don't want to spread ourselves too thin. Yeah. And you know, our primary target is is you know who, uh, Bobo the clown is. <laughs> um. So we can't, and that's where primarily funding that folks have given us is focused. But yeah. As we as we look at other opportunities, you know, John Tester is an amazing guy and I met him many times and I can't imagine the United States Senate without him. We got to we got to help him any way we can. And this Republican looks like there's plenty of fodder there. OK, OK, well, if, yeah, hopefully my audience will pitch in. Um, everybody go to AmericanMuckRakers.com. If you can donate, you know, set up a monthly donation to help mm-hmm. get rid of these vile people <laughs> or prevent others from taking office. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I think you've proven yourself to, you know, bring bring the goods and help out. And I, I think you're being, a, um, you know, maybe a, a bit too <laughs> um, coy about Madison Cawthorn. I think you did guys did a great job on him. Yeah. And that wasn't, yeah. there was a additive or there was a, uh, kind of an additive uh, equation there where everything we did seemed to add on top of the reasons to get rid of him. And, and it wasn't just the, you know, the, the face uh, humping video as we call it. <laughs> um, you know, we were the first to discover that he tried to take guns on planes. We got mm. the audio from the airport. 
you know, we were the first to discover that he was taking nine pools. Mm -hmm. um, and that had, I think, a cumulative, yeah. um, cumulative effect on voters. And, and, you know, the new guy isn't much better, but he's not Madison Cawthorn and yeah. kind of knows his lane and knows that he's here to help people versus, you know, Madison Cawthorn thought he was going to be president. And maybe he still does. Insane. And uh, his ability to raise <laughs> money, I think we've helped curtail. Uh, he was yeah. raising huge amounts of money for himself and other people. So even though some people are kind of upset, the new guy is better, but. Uh, yeah, there's a difference between bad and crazy. <laughs> well, and, and you know, our original intention was Cawthorn. It wasn't necessarily looking to the general because the district's still a almost plus 10 uh, Republican district. Mm -hmm. That makes it, you know, plus 10 is a lot of percentage makeup. Yeah. Unless you've got the right candidate with a lot of money and the right, um, you know, a little bit of luck. And we just didn't see that. And so, you know, we're stuck with this, this new guy, but uh, who knows what will happen. Yeah. Like I said, but, you know, better, better, uh, bad, bad ideas and, and, um, you know, traditional Republican than nut job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, this guy has brought home the, the new guys brought home some bacon on some that Cawthorn, I'm certainly not him, but he seems to understand his job is the district, not him. Yeah, that's good. Well, thank you again so much. I really appreciate it. I know you're busy. Uh, you know, I know you get a lot of balls in the air right now, so mm -hmm. <laughs> appreciate you taking the time out and sharing all the details with my audience firsthand. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you've got a great show. I love, oh, I love your you. uh, the topics you talk about and your style. Thank you. And, I appreciate uh, that. Comments there, and, and I'd encourage folks for you as well. Oh, and thank you. Have me back uh, whenever, you're, or I'll come back whenever you'd like. Happy yeah, yeah. And anytime you have an update on anything, let just shoot me an email, and be, I'd be happy to put something together and have you back on. Okay. Cool. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you so much.